0: Listening to Bad Bitch Hysteria Radio.
1: Hey, everybody, everyone watching on Instagram, and folks who will eventually listen to us. We are popping off pink. I'm your one of your beautiful co-hosts, Chi Chi. <laughs> I'm Junie Mars. And I'm Kimber. And we're here. We are here. Um, hmm. Let's go around and say
2: what our favorite segments were from episode two. Oh. My favorite segment from episode two was when I finally got there. <laughs> <laughs> After having been. <laughs> <After Adam's laughs> In the wrong place mm-hmm. and going through the most. Finally getting there was my favorite segment, but I did get a chance to listen to the episode and as in usual, its totality. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I definitely loved every part of it, um, especially you know your guys' points of view on Cardi B and that whole thing because that was like a really huge event mm-hmm. in our and I guess our time or our era or whatever. But um, I loved that, and I loved how the conversation looped back into healthy friendships and relationships and just defining what those things are.
0: I forgot to put my headphones
2: on. (laughs) So I was like, oh, something's missing.
0: I really liked... I mean, I thought that it was a really powerful episode that we got to celebrate the Queen. Like yeah. The Franklin. Mm-hmm. You know, that we got to talk about this intense situation between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. And um, you know what I really like about our podcast though? Is that we bring issues to the internal side, right? Yes. Like we can make it, we humanize things. Right. So we were able to all connect about things that were that that, you know, we have going on internally, like maybe you have anxiety, maybe you have some stress and maybe on a larger scale, that's why you see people having beef, you know, right. because of the the internal things that they're dealing with. So I love that we
1: touched on that as well. I was just going to say, I love the, well, the whole thing, everything you guys mentioned, but especially the last 10 minutes, I love how Kimber's lyrics spurred conversation. I love how Junie took us to church. (laughs) And I don't normally open up because I I was, I think once you got going, you know, that inspired me to open up about my own anxiety and healing. And I know while Cardi was brushing her teeth or while Nikki was getting her mani-pedi, they were listening. I'm sure they were able (laughs) to connect to what we were saying and apply it on a personal level. So this is actually episode three. This is busting it wide open. Yep. We're about to bust it wide open. So I want to start by reminding everyone to go to patreon.com slash bad bitch hysteria because that's how you'll continue to see these faces (laughs) and we can, you know, we can continue with this podcast. So the first thing I want to talk about is exactly what is popping off pink? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah.
2: Well, you started it, so what (laughs) do you think?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean to you? What it means to me. From the founders. And you guys feel free to agree or disagree. Um, And the reason I started it, we talk about not just women um, as far as artists, but I feel like all the other big platforms, they either hone in on women as the artists, and it's just like very limited as far as the images that are okay. Or it's like, well, Drake's not really serious because all his his, uh, fans are female. Mm -hmm. So it's like you either have to be an artist or you have to be some hardcore like hip hop head that knows every fact about everything to be taken seriously. And I, I like the fact that the three of us are different shades of hip hop fans and music fans, more importantly. And because hip hop is now part of the mainstream culture why not have a woman's perspective? And it's not just my perspective. you have three. Um, and I hope like I said on the first episode, I hope that people can connect or feel like they identify yeah. with um, either all of us or maybe one more than the other. But to me, that's popping off pink. I don't have to come from um, trying to compare myself to like an Ebro or Charlemagne. And and be like the expert, right? To have an opinion and to add value to the conversation. To me, that's what popping off pink means. Yeah. yeah, I agree.
2: To me, it's just pretty straightforward. Hip hop from the female perspective. That's it. To me, it's like we we bring a, a unique perspective
0: because you know that's why you wanted to start and pop it, start popping off pink. It's like you don't hear women's voices as much as men's voices, period. Right. So especially in the, in a more male-dominated um, genre of music, like, you don't hear it. So I'm so happy that we're making history. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what I keep telling people, and every time I tell people, like, yeah, it's all women. People are like, really? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like three of us, and we talk about hip-hop, and we talk about all sorts of
1: things, and people are really into it. So I think that's what makes... This show, amazing. Yeah, thank you. Even though this is only the third episode, thank you to everyone who's been supporting, who's been listening. Uh, Shout out to Vashti. Shout out to Charles Anthony. Shout out to Hip Hop Scriptures. Did I forget anybody? Don't think so. All the new fans. Most of you are new, obviously, because we're new. Um, So, speaking of history... (laughs) let's talk about the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, and it's been 22 years now, and what does that mean? To me,
2: um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, kind of flip-flopping about it, because in episode one, I expressed the significance that album had on me in Mm -hmm. my childhood, and how it exposed me to hip-hop, and more so, uh, refined sort of hip-hop, compared to what's out now and what has been out. But then on the other hand, I'm like, what does the 22nd year of the miseducation mean to me? Um, Nothing, because I feel like we're going to keep counting. Mm. We're going to keep counting, you know? Um, And I feel like, you know, artists are people. Artists are sensitive people. So, of course, I wouldn't say, you know, like, bump. What's she coming out with next? But right. at the same time, I just feel like, yeah, it's her magnum opus, but like we have to move on. If anything, let's look for the next miseducation. Mm-hmm. Let's not keep harping on. What Lauren has done, what Lauren has done, will she come back to us? Like, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. It's it's a weird standpoint to be in, but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. me, and I'm weird, so. <laughs> weird is awesome. Yeah, I think we're all weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's what makes us cool. <laughs> I, well, you know, for me, I was calculating in my head, and I was like, okay. When, when, so 22 years ago, I was like, what, like 10? I don't know. Um, And I was thinking about the significance of my life when that album came out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that was the first time that I encountered... You know, a black woman whose voice was celebrated so much. I mean, she was, like, making breaking records, right? She got, like, f- more know than I'm five. I'm going to get to that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm already into it. Like, she had more than five Grammy Awards and one night breaking yeah. records. And, like, that was an incredible, timeless album, you know? And it's like she really, after that, it's kind of like how I feel about Beyoncé, Making um, lemonade—it's mm-hmm. like she doesn't really have to do any more albums after that because I felt like that was like it, and I felt like for Lauryn Hill that was it for her. And it's like she she created this masterpiece, and I, I mean I know she's created other albums since then, but that was the key to truly expressing her as a unique artist. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think people kind of hold her. I understand what Kimber is saying, too. It's like it's, it's kind of like she's in a time capsule. Right. Right? Exactly. And it's like we're like, that was 22 years ago. And so a lot has happened since then. So who is she now? Right. But I still have to pay so much respect to her. Because if I put that album on now, I'm still going to feel the same way. Right. Word. You're still going to know every word. When I first hand. heard it yeah. and how it affected me and, and the vulnerability that she she was able to share on that album.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? There were so many good tracks on that album, but is there any one standout or one you want to talk about? Mm,
2: I mean, to me, they're all incredible. I gotta say though, that I definitely enjoyed like the second half of it, the half that wasn't on the radio so much Mm -hmm. as like X Factor Mm. and all that. Like, you know, um, I used to love him. It's a song that I find myself, you know, singing in my head every now Mm. and again. Um, the title track of the album is also my favorite. It's not, like, it's very deconstructed, but she sings beautifully, and to me, that's, like, the most beautiful song on the entire album.
0: Mm-hmm. I love I love the song, Tell Him. Oh, yeah. I love that I song. I cry when I hear that I song. I love that song. Um, and that's not one that you no, heard on the radio yeah, either, right. but that one was the one that touched me the most, you know. It mm, was very myself. raw. Yeah, I love that song. Um, oh, that album is so great. So, I mean, for me, that was like my... I'll keep playing it over,
2: right. and,
1: over and over because it just celebrated to me black love, so... Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it didn't affect me personally, but just to have a black woman... Being so honest on that song, Zion, about her son. Oh, yeah. And, like, really breaking it down. Like, this is what people in the industry were telling me. You know, Mm -hmm. this is going to ruin your career if you go forward and have this baby. And now he's an amazing artist in his own right. Um, I saw her two years ago at the King's Theater in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, It was so funny (laughs) because... Me and my date came like three hours um, after the start time and this woman was standing outside and she's like, how did you know? How did you know? And I'm like, how did yes. you not know? Like, we went to dinner. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience. I think um, the other songs that stood out that thing, you know, because yeah. she's talking to the men and the women. Like yeah, she gets everybody together. I haven't seen or together. heard anything like that since mm-hmm. then. And my favorite, one of my favorites, I've actually performed this song a couple times, um, is X Factor. So yeah. I know that one front and backwards. <laughs> yes. But you said, um, you know, her, the records that she broke, right? So not just hip hop, but like the first woman. To win five or more Grammys in a single night. Mm. And this was the 41st Grammys back in 1999, mm-hmm. and it was the first album to win Hip Hop Album of the Year. So, really? mm. how many more do you think have won that? Do you guys know? Oh God! Since then, yeah. From women, just in general, like a hip hop album winning, you know, because they have the hip hop category. It was all overall album of the year. Because last year it was Bruno Mars. Mm -hmm. The year before that, I think it was Beck or maybe Adele. Probably mixing it up, but those were the last three.
2: Well, Mm -hmm. me being me, I'm just gonna say there hasn't, there probably hasn't been a number one album since a Kanye West album. But um, (laughs) given the quality of music that has been out. More over hip hop music that has been out, I would say there probably hasn't been more than like two. Is your final answer? Yeah. Okay, Judy.
1: I was gonna say two also. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can't. I would have said the same thing, but the last time was 2004. Oh
2: my God. And it was
1: only one other album, and it was by Outkast. Speaker Al-Cast. Box, The Love that Below, one album Love of the year Al-Cast. in two thousand and four, almost fifteen years ago since a hip hop album. Years that ago, makes perfect sense. That has to been me. album of the year at the Grammy. So
2: wow, yeah, amazing. We got to do better, hip hop people. Yes,
1: amazing. But for mm. one thing that one of the quotes that stood out to me about Lauren and you guys touched on it at the beginning of the conversation. She said, I had to fight for an identity that doesn't fit mm-hmm. into one of the music industry's boxes. So when you look at that, like you said, her magnum opus, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of being the person who set the tone for the artist that came after her, it was quite the opposite. She struggled a lot personally and professionally because she didn't fit into that box. Um, and a lot of things that people chide her for, like uh, insisting that she be paid for all of her interviews and must address me as Miss Lauren Hill and people kind of rolled their eyes. Mm. Even though, you know, the the artists we see now may not be in the same vein as Lauren, she did um inspire a lot of that like I I command and I demand mm. respect. I know Nicki Minaj has spoken about that and how she's <gasps> fought for some of the, you know, the streaming that that actually helped all artists including Kanye West. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just want to talk about that a little bit because you know, we talk about Lauren, and I think in the same conversation a lot of times when we're saying we miss the balance, we also bring up Missy Elliott. But I started Mm -hmm. thinking, and I was like, well, what about Queen Latifah? What about Moni Love? Mm -hmm. What about, um, you know, the brat? What about all these other types of women? So I'm not suggesting at all that we um, move away from or or knock anyone off the mantle. It's just we don't have that variety that we used to have. Mm -hmm. Some folks that are newer on the scene— I
2: can't tell them apart. They have the same look, the same lashes, the Mm -hmm. same, like, everything. bundles. Mm -hmm. Some -hmm. of them sound just like, I feel like, is there a difference between, um, Kalani and everyone else that's out singing now? No, they all sound the same in that, like, fake singing, reciting poetry, but not really singing kind of voice, and I, I don't, yeah. The quality has declined considerably. Um, and the variety isn't there because a lot of the people that are spawning now are literally just, they've taken the name inspiration, like the word inspiration and role model, and they've just contorted it into being like clones mm-hmm. of the person mm-hmm. before them, clones of their predecessor. But I would give um, Cardi B, for example, is that she kind of has her own gimmick going visually Right. like it's like a telenovela kind mm. of diva queen of salsa kind of thing like she's very much channeling like latino superstar but for the most part everyone's trying to do like the bodysuit cat suit you make a kind good of point thing.
1: though because i personally i love rico nasty I love her first album, her latest one, Blocklist Poppin' is in my playlist. But I was thinking about this earlier. When it comes to Cardi or other artists like her that have kind of have this following on social media in this day and age, even if you're like the best or one of the best out there, is it a must have that you also put yourself out there and Mm -hmm. share your life on social to really gain that following and gain that traction? What do you think? Oh, wow,
2: it's just—it's just you know, much like our economy and the environment, it's just a hot mess right now. That's just how I see it. You know, everyone comes out with something, and then it's like, like either they flop mm-hmm. or they Azalea Banks. Like I had a lot of faith in her because when I saw her perform in live, I was like, okay, she's getting it. Yeah, she's got breath control. She's got the talent. What does she do? It's just, I don't know. I just feel like no one's got the stuff. No Mm. one's got the stuff right now.
1: Yeah. But do we want the stuff?
2: We need the stuff. (laughs) We want the stuff.
1: I don't know because I don't think, you know, I don't think, I don't, Takashi 69 for example, he's not a, whether you like him or not, like he's banging or whatever, but he's not a better artist, in my opinion, than a Joey Badass. But Joey Badass isn't doing stunts on Instagram, Right. So is that like what's going to make you or break you?
2: These days, yeah, because frankly, like, you know, I keep saying it over and over. And people always look at me like, "Oh Kim, you're such an old person." Oh Kim, why don't <laughs> you want to use Instagram? Oh <laughs> uh, Kim, and I'm like, you guys don't realize the impact that social media has had on our lives mm. and the message that it's dictating. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I work in customer service, and I literally have people that cannot look away from their phones yes. to do absolutely nothing on their phones, and it's it's like spilling over into. The people that are supposed to be the hardest working of all of us, the people that are supposed to be, you know, top of the line, like these are wealthy celebrities as far as we know. Mm -hmm. And all they do is what we do. Wow. Wow. That's deep. I feel like, you know,
0: that makes such a good point. It's like we become... You you said like do we want the thing, right? Yeah. It's like we've become obsessed stuff. with right. <laughs> we become sort of obsessed with the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And we through social media we become obsessed with likes and we become obsessed with like how many views a video has. Right. Instead of what is the quality that I'm putting out. Right right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm just going to put out these selfies, or I'm going to take a picture of myself in a suit, or, you know, mm-hmm. right? Because it will get a lot of likes, it will get a lot of attention, but we're not really concerned with the quality mm-hmm. anymore. That's I think that's what you know, Missy and, like, Lauren Hill and a lot of artists that we don't see as much anymore mm-hmm. had a focus on quality. Oh, yeah. If you watch Missy Elliott's videos from, like, 1999 or 1998 or 2000 whatever it's like still out there Mm -hmm, it's like wow like what does her mind look like you know like that's what I always think when I watch Missy Elliott's videos like they they never get old to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm just like what I want to like go inside her brain and just like see what's going on because she was so advanced and that's what I don't see now right Right. what I see now is a package Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
1: Right. And it's a package of the same
0: stuff. Exactly. It's repeated in every
1: single artist that is popular. And I'm just like, what is going on? So where does that come from, you think? Because we did have a lot of diversity at one point. And you still had the girls with the, you know, you had the Little
2: Kems and the Foxy Browns. In my opinion, it's two things. It came from, number one, a place of adversity Mm. for the artists. Like, all of them went through something to some degree. If you watch, like, Missy Elliott, like you said, her behind the music, like, I think she was abused as a child. Mm -hmm. She went through a lot. A lot of those artists went through a lot. And then, you know, our lives are very streamlined these days because of social media and technology. Like, the most I have to worry about is if I can pay for my Uber or not. Mm -hmm. Whereas back then, for them, it's like either they're walking home or they're taking the bus or they just gonna have they'll be lucky if they have enough money for a cab, like and then you know, there are deeper things as well. Like, you know, when we think about it, like you're a mother, you know that maybe your children have more so first world problems. Right. If oh, any. Absolutely. If any. Yeah. And I can say the same, and I'm sure to some degree yeah. you can say the same. There isn't as much to worry about as there was back then socially, you know, like, yeah, we're protesting, but we're not rioting the most that we have to worry about is, like, being robbed for our iPhones. You know, like, I feel like they came from a place where it's, like, it's it's harder. Mm-hmm. So they're pushed further, and they have to come up with more. Mm. Or in cases of, like, creative minds, such as Missy Elliott's, it's like you have to retire to a certain place right. that you can in turn put out and put into what you really want to do. Whereas us, we're just looking at what the next person's doing. And it's like, that's good enough for them. So, you know, maybe I should try it and maybe I should do it. And that's just it. Like, it's just it's I feel like that's like the first part. I of it. think
1: we got here partially mm-hmm. because when you were trying to break through and you were Roxanne Chante and then. You know, MC Light, it was like, I got to be just as good as the guys. And I do think they were still authentic, but their images weren't what we see now. Mm -hmm. So then when a little chem came around, it wasn't that they were trying to go back and redo an MC Light. It was Mm -hmm. like, you're still here. She's still there. I think what happened is, you know, how we go, we're going through a time now where we're trying to break down barriers and extremes. And I think because, you know, strippers were looked down upon for so long. That when we finally embraced that, um, not just in hip hop, but like more mainstream, Mm -hmm. they went to the extreme with it. So now everyone has to look like or carry themselves like a stripper. And it's like, no, that's fine. Like, let's let's be celebratory. Let's include that. But it doesn't have it. That's where the cookie cutter came Mm -hmm. through, I think. And then plus, not just the fact that we embraced it and it was no longer taboo. That's what you see, as we talked about before. On all the reality, um, love and hip hop shows, right? It's always stripper turned artist or yep. something like, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Someone trying to come So up. then it was like, well, this works. This is sexy. People love it. And for the past, what, has it been like almost 10 years? Yep. That's what we see. So that's why even if you're not from that life, that's what you present yourself as. Mm-hmm. And now we, we're saturated with a bunch of lookalikes in hip hop.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. It's the same look. <laughs> and the aspiration is limited because it's like, if the person right next to you is doing the same thing, why would you feel the need mm-hmm. to elevate right. or to try something different? And that's why people like SKA Twigs oh, don't I pop the her. way they should. She, does, she doesn't pop her. the way she should.
1: She's not just talented. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She is. And she's different. Extremely. But that's what I was going to say. I don't feel like being different is encouraged anymore. Right. No.
0: Before, I think it was like, yeah, you know, like we have a little Kim and we have a Missy Elliott and they're different mm-hmm. and we love that diversity. And now it's like, we want a little Kim and another person that's like little and Kim. A and we're gonna be. <laughs> and we're gonna, oh my God. Um, <laughs> and we're going to pin them against each other right. because there can only be one. And that's it. Yep. That's back to that Queen Bee mentality. Right? There can yeah, only be one Queen to- Bee.
2: Yeah. One one thing too many to consider. And then, you know, a lot of what we're getting today, I feel like they just can't rap. They just can't do it. Mm -hmm. Like they may have the tone or the voice and they have the look. So it's like, okay, we'll just prop them up with some writers and some good production and that's it. And it takes more than that. They don't have the stuff. New wide just open.
0: open episode
2: three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it I feel like it's also like now. Who you know, but like really seriously, like who you know. So you get onto like a reality show, who you right? Are, or who, who you, date, who you slept, with, slept with. Okay, exactly. So you get that's on the a.
1: quickest, surefire
0: way. So you get on a reality show, and then because you're on a reality show, like you can then start your career. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's no shade. Like, that's good. That's great. But I think it doesn't celebrate all the other people who are coming up in different Oops, Sorry. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm not getting the microphone. But you know, in different ways. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so you know?
1: you're right. Because what about what about that girl right now who's sitting down writing? OK, and maybe she's not going to take the reality show um, route. So what about her? What if she's like really talented? What if her hair is short? What if right. it's what if it, she's got a shaved head? Like, exactly. you know, yeah. speaking of shaved heads. <laughs> did you guys... Okay, I know you saw When Sinai Lathan Shaved Her Head months ago. Oh, my God. I yeah. saw the movie. Did you see the movie? It okay, so good. Yes, Napoli Ever After if you haven't seen you it, have it on Netflix. You have to see it. You have to see it. Uh, did
0: you see it, Kimber? Did you see it? No,
1: of course not. Oh. I'm
2: Kimber. <laughs> did you see it, Chi Chi? Of course. Um, but I did I read could... about it and <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the premise of it, but yeah, like... I guess without
1: know. giving too...
2: Spoil it. Spoil it. Spoiler
1: alert. Spoil I'm not going to go through like the whole movie, but no, just the thing just that the stood premise. out to me just personally. Okay, let me just get a little personal. First of all, <laughs> whether it was a pool or if it was raining outside, and if you grew up with me in Chicago, I never cared about getting my hair wet. Let me just mm-hmm. be clear. So um, I always wonder why that was a thing. Like I knew it was a thing, but it was never a thing for me personally. That's number one. Okay. Number two... You know, I've heard this said, and it was said in the movie a lot, like, oh, we all had our hair perm that, as little girls, I did not. I had my hair pressed, Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't, I snuck and got a perm. when I was in the ninth grade, and it fell out, so I never did it again. But that being said, I was, it takes a lot for me to cry watching a movie, but I'm going to say, the very end, when she just said, okay, that's it, I'm just jumping in the pool. And then her mom, played by you know, everybody's mom, um, it's always one of three women. <laughs> but it was Lynn Whitfield. Lynn Whitfield,
2: she delivers. She delivers.
1: She has those <laughs> eyes, honey. But well, when they pulled her <laughs> in, and she was you. like, you know, I was like, is she gonna get in? She was fighting so hard. Man. And then the older ladies, the older black I women know. with the silver hair, and they were like, you know what? I need to get in the pool too and just let my hair get wet. That really did something. Like, I started crying, and I was like, oh, my God, this was, like, not the response I was expecting. Yeah. But I think that it's such an important movie. Um, and even my non-black um, friends um, are like, oh, I saw it, or they heard about it, mm-hmm. or they're, they're watching it. And I just, I, I was really happy with the result. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was really happy with it. I think it sheds
0: light on something that, you know, everyone needs to see. hmm because it is a very black experience, yes, yes, right? But it's still something that people who don't know about it need to get educated on. Like, you know, you need to learn about this is what we go through. This is something that, you know, has happened for centuries to mm-hmm. black people. It's something that we have struggled with. And every woman you talk to, and I'm sure men too, have a hair store. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then I'm learning
1: about even more now. You know, um, one of my friends, her son wants to grow his hair out and the dad is very, like, corporate. Oh no, yeah. it's mm. not even that big. It's just like a, a little you know, bit. afro and he's like, no, you have to keep it clean. You have to keep no. it neat. And she's like, let him express himself. And I was like, whoa. So it's like going on with the guys, too. Yeah. Yes.
2: It's just, I guess, sharing the human experience just from one Spectrum, mm-hmm. like one part of the spectrum. But yeah, it's a very real thing. Okay. You know, everyone although all the people that were natural for like ten seconds and aren't anymore, <laughs> like we went through that. But you know, it's it's been a it's been a thing. Like I remember growing up, you know, my sister and I we had tons of hair, mm-hmm. still have tons of hair, but um it was always, oh, when are you guys gonna permit? Do you mm-hmm. ever straighten it? Oh, you're like you're afro oh, this and afro yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> Your hair's
1: so wild. Right. Mm. But that's and the worst. It was heads. long and healthy. I yeah. I wore my hair like that until I was like early 30s and then I started getting it pressed. Pressed and blow dry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you know what's interesting
0: is like when someone who has naturally straight hair right, wears their hair out, and it's just straight. Mm-hmm. No one says, what are you going to do with it? Right. Right?
2: But Do you like, ever curl it? Will you curl uh, it? Yeah. Are you going to have a like,
0: treatment? Is this like a <laughs> temporary thing? Or like, are you going to, girl, are you going to like go do something with it? Really? Like, I feel like for us, as black women, it's always like, if your hair is natural, it's a transition stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Oh, I'm going to like get my braids in next month and I need my hair to breathe or I'm going to be permanent again. I just need to give it a breather or whatever. But it's not embraced as like, my hair is growing out of my head and this is how right. it looks. And guess what? I love it. And I'm going to keep it that way. Yep. That's
2: right? the conclusion I came to the other day. Yeah. I was like, you know, I feel like a piece of broccoli. My <laughs> hair is only like growing back this much. Let me do some twists. Let me do some this. And then I did like I was like, oh, let me do a sew in I haven't done that in a while and then I like literally not even 24 hours later I was cutting it out of my head and I'm like, I'm over this. Mm. It's just going to so be You what didn't it's watch the be. movie, you were living it. You were living <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> all the time. Like I've always been compulsive about my hair and working in the industry has made me like just want to explore all kinds of, you know, things with color mm-hmm. and cuts and styles. Like I've been mm. bald, I've had it down to my elbows, I've done it all but I'm just at a point where I'm like, this is what it is, and yes, it can be altered, but when you alter nature, it's not healthy. Right. Mm. And it reflects on, you know, like, I don't hate myself personally, but there are some people out there that do have, like, deep-rooted issues Mm -hmm. with things surrounding blackness and one of the top, top things those people tend to be obsessed with is their hair.
1: Their hair, yeah. Yeah. So, I
2: mean, I'm glad that something like that is out and it's making people aware of things they may not have cared to pay attention to before. Mm. I think hair is a reflection of how
0: you feel about yourself inside. Mm -hmm. I really do. Mm. You know? And we don't think about it, but, like, for me... I have just like you. I've done everything with my hair. <laughs> like for two years, I had it just bald, like shaved. Mm-hmm. You know, and that wasn't was like, it great. That, it yes, I was, so about, Kimberly, I was about to say that was like my favorite yes. hairstyle. Yeah. like it is the most liberating. And and let me tell you, like people of all ages would come up to me and be like, "Oh my God, I love your hair like that." Like right. older women, everybody. Everybody. And it's like because. It's just you. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, I i was going through a period where I was just feeling like people are defining me by my hair. Mm-hmm. And people always want to control my hair mm-hmm. and tell me what to do with my hair. So, you know what? I'm going to shave it off. And I'm not, I'm going to learn who I am without hair. Yeah. Yep. i would say about this. And who is she? A bad to. bitch.
1: Okay. <laughs> That bitch is too. <laughs> no, I, I had it very, very, very short. I remember being able to tell which way the wind could blow twice. Um, <laughs> but my dad, hi, dad. He's in Houston and every, just randomly, when I'm on the phone with him, he always slips in. Well, whatever you do, don't cut your hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. He always says always. that. He doesn't really care, like, texture or nothing <laughs> anything like that. It's just don't cut it. You know, yeah. Um, and I've definitely done the color thing, mm-hmm. and I was like you. I was like, oh, what should I do next? And then I was like, I'm not going to do anything. Right. When I take my braids out, I'm just, just going to leave it, let it breathe, and yeah. do its Yeah. 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 <laughs> let it millie rock. It's fine. It's but you okay. said something about two things: the, the hair reflecting what's going on inside, mm-hmm. and you know, some folks dealing with um, the hatred. I think mm-hmm. you touched on. So, like, the emotional aspect of it is really important, and uh, we saw a couple days ago that Taraji P. Henson um, has formed a nonprofit that she's named after her dad specifically to target um, black mental health discussions because there's not enough of that. So many thoughts on that, like, I won't go crazy because I want you guys to jump in, but First thing, I was like, amen.
2: <laughs>
1: and then she's really taking a creative approach because one of the things Taraji's doing, she sold some of her personal items so that that money then is donated to um, inner city public schools for art in their bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she, the, the reason she's doing that, she's like, well, you know, the bathroom is where people get talked about. Mm-hmm. People write stuff. Um, bully. To make bully, bully people. People fight. So if we could have art there, maybe it just kind of changes the tone. I just thought that was beautiful it's in beautiful. such a creative way Very insightful. of attacking it. Then, of course, me, um, you know, I'm like thinking of it systematically. I'm like, this is great. But let's also I always want to talk about the root of, of the problem, too. So I'm like, this is great, but let's not lose sight of why we're here. Hmm. Um, because we live like we just talked about with the hair. We live hmm. in a society where our hair needs to be fixed It's a problem. My complexion, you know, if you find me attractive, it's in spite of my dark brown skin. Mm -hmm. Right. That alone spurs a ton of mental anguish and issues. Mm -hmm. So because some of the stuff that I read online, it was kind of like, oh, well, we don't do this enough in the black community. And it's like, we don't. But let's talk about why. There's Mm -hmm, already mm -hmm. we're already problematic once we come out the womb. Just because of what we look like in this society that we we don't even control. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We don't control government. We don't control the school systems. We don't control the political systems. Um, We can move it. And there's a lot of people out there doing the work. And Juni was a teacher. So, you know, on the front lines. But let's be clear. This is not just problematic because there's something inherently wrong Mm. with the black community. The black community is reflecting the reality that we're all living in. Yes. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. And I, you know, it's like, like,
0: like in the article, she, Taraji was saying that she felt like there was so much stigma, even in the idea of talking about it. And she, she mm-hmm. was around like her, her white friends and they were saying stuff like, girl, you don't talk to anybody. Right. And she's like, "Why? yeah, why isn't our community doing that? And it's like, instead of it being something that's normal, and, and just routine, like, yeah, I'm going to my therapist right. on Fridays. It's like, oh, you need a therapist, girl? What's wrong with you? Right. Right? So it's like a totally different flip. And I'll be candid and honest and say I have been to therapy, and it's been so helpful. And you know what was super helpful? My therapist was a black woman. Mm. And, you know, I remember um, I was in grad school, And I was going through a really tough time, like serious depression, just feeling like, you know, almost suicidal because I just felt like I didn't, I felt alone. I didn't really have um, inspiration as to why I was still in school Mm -hmm. and what I was doing and, and was I doing it for myself or my parents? And I just felt really lost. And someone told me like, you know, you could get like, you could have a free therapy session. So go check it out. So I said, like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go. And I went, and I'm, you know, like, I'm being I'm being stereotypical, okay? And I'm like, oh, it's probably going to be, like, a white woman, and I'm going to have to, like, explain my situation to her. And she's yeah. going to be looking at me like, you know, which is whatever. But um, when she walked out and she was like, hi, I'll be your therapist, it, like, really made me feel like I could open up Mm -hmm. and I think in our community we need to help each other to heal and we have a lot of amazing therapists. And I think that this um, organization that, sh- that Taraji has created is so powerful. And I hope that people around you know, the United States, around the world, come together and really like show as much support as possible so that we can get the conversation going.
1: We can start healing as a community. Hello. That's a good point of what you said about having the black woman as a therapist, because now I'm thinking maybe her nonprofit will help folks like us and folks listening find therapists that look like us. You know, we don't have, like, that central place to go to. I think we just kind of look at our health insurance and, like, okay, mm-hmm. who's covered? Should I ask them on the phone if they're black? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um So, yeah, that's a great point.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely, the first thing I looked for was someone that looked more like me mm-hmm. when I was looking into seeing someone because it helps you Mm -hmm. know yeah um you want like relatability and you want to be able to feel almost as though you're confiding in yourself i guess Mm, whereas someone else will be like more removed or detached or you'll spend more time explaining or trying to justify it rather than someone just saying i get it you're not wrong like you know i've been through it whatever yeah um, but I what I love about Taraji's whole project is that it comes from a personal place. Mm. Um, it comes from you know her seeing her son go through trauma when um his father was murdered. Mm-hmm. and then her father being um a veteran from like he fought in Vietnam and came back, like really damaged and um just her taking those experiences. And having that kind of insight, to me, makes it all the more better that she's doing Mm
1: -hmm. it. It's personalized.
2: Exactly. Personally
0: personally motivated, which makes it that much better. And
1: hopefully that motivates us as a community to... Kind of what you said, like, n- not look at someone like something's wrong with them mm-hmm. when they're expressing, hey, I'm having a tough time. Can you help me? Instead, it should be let me help you find someone as right. opposed to what's
2: wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't always have to be like, you know, I'm a stand up and stand on a my strong t- feet. strong black woman. Like, it doesn't always have to be that. Teflon one it, black woman, right? Yeah, <laughs> it can't be that. You know you cry yourself to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. Go, go talk to somebody. Yeah. But I feel like
0: um, that's something we've had to—that's a shield that we've had to wear. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the armor that we've had to wear as black women, Mm -hmm. especially, is to be strong for our men, for our children. And so it's like, do you have time to take care of yourself? Right. Right. And I don't think in our community, self-care is even a word, honestly. I don't think it's something common where we say, like, you know, you need to take time for yourself. Instead, we're trying to make ourselves the top executive executive of our company. We're trying to prove to people that we're enough, Mm -hmm. you know. And because we're doing that, we don't have time to be less than. Because if we are or if we express weakness, it comes across as like, see... Yeah, mm. that's why I, I didn't think she could do it okay. Yeah. So instead, I think we are pushed to be excellent all the time yeah. and everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We don't want to mess up. We don't want to admit that we're weak. And that's where I think, you know, the strength of the black community is amazing. But because of that strength, we don't look at what's going on internally and, and how we can heal as a community because there's mm-hmm. so much healing that we need to
1: yes. do. Yeah. I'm very inspired that it's someone like Taraji mm-hmm Um, because so many folks are either fans of hers or look up to her. Um, So that's a big push in the right direction. Um, I noticed this week on social media, both Misa Hilton and Felicia Butterfield-Jones, they both were sharing sentiment around, I don't have to be the only one. I don't have to be the only black woman in the room or the conference room or whatever. And that was also very encouraging because I think in— You know, when we were kids, like during the 80s and 90s, I think the women we were watching were the only ones. And whoever came after thought that they had to be the first Mm -hmm. or the only. And it's fine to be the first, but pull up another woman that looks like you or seek them out. You know what I mean? So sisterhood. Yeah, Yeah. that's That's the thing.
2: That's what I think self-care is for us looking out for ourselves, getting ahead for ourselves stepping on whoever we have to step on for ourselves Mm -hmm. rather than like offering love and being open to one another Yeah, and I I
0: mean, I will say, I think your point about not being the only one in the room, it stems back to our conversation about being the queen bee and having one look in hip-hop, right? And having one artist. It's either Cardi or Nicki. You know, it can't just be both. Right. right? Or more. Or more (laughs) than that. Like, maybe like, sorry, maybe like 10 different artists, right? 35. 35, 35, (laughs) hundreds. Thundercats. With
1: that, with I want that, to see that many. <laughs> a whole faction. Yes. Yeah. Like, I want to... Could you imagine, like, a female Wu-Tang right now? Whoa. Because hmm. all of them were masterful. Okay. All of them were for real, for real. Yeah. Lyricists, and it was, like, at 1.20. I mean, I'm be exaggerating, but it was a lot. Yeah. And when they first came out, it was like, okay, this one's nice, this one's... N- and it just kept going. Like, yeah. that's why they were so powerful, and I think that's why... Even now, we're like, we was for the children, right? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like a star of a larger group. It was yeah. 10 guys spitting fire, and they're still nice right now. Right. Um, but you know they say women can't work together. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're here. Yeah. We're working together. Name a better trio. Well, I'm hey, a house cat. You know.
2: A house cat? I'm a house cat. No. <laughs> but, yeah. That's um, your experience. It'll definitely take... Um, some very special people to create that, like a league of female rappers that or even so just dope. more. I love that. Just more. What would we call that league of...
1: I gotta think about that.
0: League of Extraordinary MCs. I don't know. Something like that.
1: That so, would be a hell of y'all, a thing. Can like, you send us suggestions? And we'll hi to everybody ones, who's watching. We'll put the best ones out. Um... I'm going to dream about that. I like that idea.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's definitely worth the. thought. Well, since we're talking about more than
1: Cardi and Nicki,
2: <laughs> let's talk about an
1: up-and-coming artist. Um, she's been featured. I think she was known mostly for her collaborations and her performances with Chance the Rapper, who I personally love. Um, her name is No Name. She's out of Chicago. I have listened to her latest uh, mixtape probably 10 times mm-hmm. just because I really wanted to dig in and get a feel. Um, so I'm just going to share my early thoughts, just being completely raw and honest. And um, just so everyone knows that's listening and watching, we're going to continue to do this going mm-hmm. forward. I think it's only right that we at least highlight and talk about other um, up and coming female artists and hip hop. So the first thing I thought was she sounds like Chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my first thought, um, you know, with the first song on, at the beginning of the album. And then I kept listening and listening. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's kind of freaky. Um, she got a little sexual. It's like, all right, all right, all right. But the whole tone, you know, as far as, like, the the music, it was all very laid back. There wasn't, like, a Shake Your Booty song, which is fine. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But there wasn't, like, a, you know, I'm going to listen to this while I'm getting ready for a night out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the topics shifted. So the sound didn't shift that much, but her wordplay, the topics, and that type of thing shifted. Um, I heard a little bit of Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. I heard a little bit of Lauren Hill. Um, I'm not saying that those are her influences, but that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, given where we are and, and all the stuff we talked about, it was just refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see what she has coming next. Um, I would love to see her do a collab with someone like a Jasmine Sullivan or something like that. Someone who can really sing. Not just sing, but sing. So, you know, I like to watch artist development, but her voice and her cadence and her subject matter and just the whole vibe, for me, it was very refreshing. Mm -hmm. And in this time where everyone's trying to, like, play the same game. That was just my take on No Name, so shout out to No Name.
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> here we go. Get ready. You know, I, I just want to make this disclaimer. Um, Going forward, with all future shows, I'm sure I will be the person that does not have the popular opinion. I also would like to say that I typically don't like to critique people on things that I cannot or do not do Mm. so while I am not a rapper I am an avid listener and I am a musician's daughter so what my take on no names mixtape was while I did love the production and I liked the vibe that it was setting um I felt like I was listening to her Through a wall, Hmm. like her her voice, her articulation, like it just wasn't clear enough for me to like really grasp what she was saying or what she was talking about. It almost put me in mind of like um, D'Angelo or Bilal, like one of those, you know, it's like how they have those kind of it's like they're singing, but. It's like internal dialogue, mm-hmm. like drunken dialogue mm-hmm. with yourself, like when you go when you're coming in the house late at night and you're fucked up and you're just like oh, oh my god. <laughs> like that's <laughs> kind of how her music translated to me. And then I was listening to it and my boyfriend's like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of her. Um listen to the song she did with Chance the Rapper, Lost." Mm-hmm. There, it's like, "Okay, I got a clearer idea of, you know, not so much her capability, because the mixtape definitely, she showcased, like, skills. Like, she she has a flow. She can rap. Right. She can rap. But the execution on Chance's song was better than the entirety of her mixtape. Like, I felt like she could have been a little bit—she could have enunciated a little more. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just made me harder to follow her. And typically when I'm enjoying an album, I'll, like, I'll hear a song and I'll be like, oh, I want to hear that again. Let me start it over or— I'll want to listen to, to the album again or I won't walk away from it. I've walked away from it and I mm. haven't played it again. Mm. So that would that's kind of just how I feel about it. But um, all the same, I think she's on to something and I hope that she continues to, you know, keep doing what she's doing. I mean, I I love that. She comes
0: from a spoken word background mm-hmm. and you can really hear that in the way that she raps, right? And I think it's it's almost like you're at her spoken word show with music behind it. And I appreciate that. Um and it does sound refreshing like you were saying, Chi Chi. And but yes. It's cool because, like, she doesn't sound like anybody else right now. And that's what I appreciate about her is Mm -hmm. she doesn't— she gives you this uniqueness, but it's also a little bit familiar. Mm -hmm. Right? She was giving me this diversity of being a little bit neo-soul. Like, you know, I I could hear a little bit of Erica Badu in there, a little Bilal. Um— But I was appreciating, it was kind of like nostalgic for me Mm -hmm. because when I was in high school, I was doing a lot of slam poetry competitions. That's what I did for um, work.
1: Yeah, yeah, we need to have a slam poetry competition because I have some poetry. You to do. Yeah. I'll just judge oh, yeah. because I yeah. Kim will be the
2: judge. I can't with yeah. I can't with spoken
1: word. You are gonna be the rant. I just Can't. I'm just like random. Yes. Makes Like it's okay. a no for me. Though. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: no, but I really like. She brought that feeling back, and that's what I appreciated about that album. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is cute. <laughs> this is new. I like this because I'm I'm into that. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect of it. But as a hip-hop rap album, it was a little different from what I
1: expected, but I like that. No, you're right. We both are right. We're all right.
2: I think the thing that made me feel a little detached from it too is that she kind of made me think of what her listeners might look like, and it's those fake, woke, young kids that, you know, what? are out there doing their thing, but it's like, you know, they kind of sleep with everybody, and their lives are a little <laughs> messy, and you know, they, they they wear stones, and they burn incense, but they don't really know what any of it means, like, you know, it, it just kind of... I mean, to be fair, that's the folks that we just
1: said she was influenced, that was their life. They were messy.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, you know, she kind of, like, the, the gypsy part of her last name, like, yeah. that's kind of the vibe I got. But I just feel like the, the audience is probably, like, you know, in the fake woke hemisphere. Whereas, like, when I listen to other things that she's on, it's like I get more of a sense of, like, of what she could be. Mm-hmm. Not so much, like, who she is. I don't know if, like, that particular mixtape, she was just trying to channel, like, a different thing altogether. You know? I just... It just kind of went over my head a little bit. I was Mm. a little detached. Mm. Okay. Now, would you recommend um, to the people listening that they check her out? What do you think? I mean, of course. It's always worth, you know. I mean, there are some cases where I'm like, I wish I could take back those 20, 30 (laughs) minutes. But Mm -hmm. in this case, you know, with what's out now, um, this is... Kind of like a ray of sunshine. Hmm. So I would suggest like listening to it. Just to just to if not give yourself hope (laughs) that something better is coming. Just expose yourself to something different.
0: Exactly. And also like, hello, we have to support our women artists out here. That as well. Give it a listen because what we don't give attention to leaves, right? So we have to remember we can't just talk about we want more women in hip hop. We want more diversity, but then we're like, no, oh, oh there's a new okay, we're gonna listen to we have to support, you know. Right. We can we can feel how we feel, but I think it's always important, like Kimber says, to give it a listen. Like
1: okay. give, it give, a listen. give it a chance. Give, give it, it a chance. chance. It a no dream. Name. You got a ray of sunshine, refreshing. Um and what you just said is very important. If we don't listen, they'll go away and yeah. then we'll still be complaining. What I want to say, I'm not at all suggesting you go full Cardi B, um, but what I am suggesting, because I looked <laughs> at her social media, give us a little bit of you. Mm. It could be, this is what I eat every Wednesday morning. But just something. Because mm. I didn't see, um, I didn't get a sense. I like to get a sense of who the person is. Right. Not just by listening to their music because mm-hmm. I am on social as well. Um, that's what I do for a living. So <laughs> I want to get just some sense in whatever way is authentic to your voice. Give us a little bit of you. That's that's
2: my advice. Yeah, mm-hmm. like show us what body glitter you use. <laughs> like which stone you're gonna like stick on your forehead today. Whatever works for you. I can't. You know. But you know the kind <laughs> like you make an interesting point um because I
0: remember when her first came out you mm-hmm. know and there was all this talk around was well, she not showing us who she is right we don't see what she actually looks like even though you could google and like you kind of like find out who it is but it's like there's some mystery in. Right you know, the artistry. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of artists are doing this now um, because it's like, I want you to just be about my music. I, I want to be about your music, yeah. too. Like, you know, and yeah. for women, too, I think it's it's, it's a kind of cool angle mm-hmm. because it's like what we see first when we look at women artists, oh, how do they look? Are they pretty? Right. Oh, you know, instead we of like... What she look like from the back. Right, <laughs> right. Instead of, sorry, instead of like how she sounds, yeah. you know? And so I do like that. Um, there's a little mystery. So just get into my music. Don't worry about what I look like. Get into my music. I like
1: that. I do, but too. But hip-hop's personal. Like, we were joking and saying Thundercats, and, you know, Wu-Tang was, like, the gods, and we call each other gods. I do feel like hip-hop are, like, our Mount Olympus to an extent, like... Yep. Our... I don't... I, uh, Behave don't come for me. I don't <laughs> care as much about Beyonce's personal life as I do my favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. And not so much personal life, who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. Because when you rap, it is so much more personal. When you do your poetry slam, when I do Mm mine, I'm letting you see inside of this craziness, right? And hip-hop is just that. Like, it's your raw word. You're not performing a song. We don't care if Beyonce wrote her song or Bruno Mars wrote his song. That's never going to come up, right? As long as they entertain and shake it around and all that stuff. And we're like, ooh, yeah, that was a great show. But with rap, Rap, rappers, how to rap. You're giving me part of you.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So,
1: with her, she can get away with it, even though people at some point became stalkerish, like you said. <laughs> but with a rapper like that's part and parcel of the game i feel like like you really got to give me some of you
2: it's true because that's why mm-hmm. so many people you know took it to heart when kanye said what he said and they were crying and all of that because it's like you know some people they feel like they're on a first name basis with a he lot say, of was that what he said what? which one <laughs> speaking of fake woke well <laughs> you know like uh the the guy on tmz oh, the and break. the young oh man. Yeah. yeah like everyone was so hurt and everyone was like you know like we looked up to you, we were counting mm-hmm. on you you were like carrying the yeah. flag for us it's like you know hip hop artists are essentially your neighborhood hero That's true. even when you just hear little high school guys talking about rap they talk about it like they know the guy mm-hmm. like nah he don't do that, he don't do this nah he be like this <laughs> it's like you know it's just yeah. like you said it's more personal but for me um, I liken that unwillingness to expose herself as kind of like the way the gorillas do their thing like gorillas it's just like you know screw what I look like look at these dolls and listen to my music yeah and I can appreciate it from that respect because that like will make me want to like go looking for you Mm -hmm. it'll make me want to see it's kind of like doing it in the opposite like you know kind of flipping it a little bit like see what i have to offer you first and then you can look at what's on the surface
0: and i feel like it it increases engagement but from true fans like true followers Mm -hmm. you know people who really want to find out like who you are and what Mm -hmm. you're all about instead of just like like double tap on your picture because they think you look good Right. right
2: Like, Iggy Azalea got away with so much because she looks like vanilla ice cream, you know, in human form. But then she did that thing that she did, and now nobody cares, you know? It's like, just just deliver. Right. And deliver something good, and deliver something real, and everything else we can fall in love with later. Mm. Okay. okay. Thanks. Yeah. So, speaking of Kanye... Um,
1: You know, when you said people were hurt, this is the same person who on live television said, you know, George Bush doesn't care about black yeah. people. That's mm-hmm. a forever classic moment. Mm-hmm. And even some of the things he said in his lyrics when he's like, you know, when he get on, he leave for a white girl. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, oh, somebody that gets it. And mm-hmm. they're saying it. And then, you know, he married Kim Kardashian. <sighs> um, And you don't have to be a fan or you can love it. But, you know, this week... <laughs> He addressed quite a few folks Mm -hmm. um, in defense of his wife, right? At the end of the day, that's his wife. They have three beautiful children together. He came at Drake. He came for Tyson Beckford. Nick Cannon. And Nick Cannon, who responded in a very public way. That was interesting. And then, you know, by the time we we, we looked at it and we got to today, they've had a truce. Nick even did a freestyle um, to talk about. (laughs) Nick is always... A hot mess. He's always thinking about the business angle. I feel like because even before the the freestyle he did, when he did his public response, um, it was like, oh, can you you can be on the next wild now, but I'm gonna speak my mind. I do like the fact that he made that very clear. Like I'm not trying to fight you, but you're not ever gonna tell me what I can and can't address mm. or say because I'm not saying. Just this is what he said. I'm not. I'm not you know yeah. I'm not saying anything that I didn't experience mm-hmm. hands on or that's not true mm-hmm. right and then he was like you're still my friend though like right. you know, I still respect you
2: doesn't make it okay but <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I just the way I see it what doesn't matter if a man a married man a husband tells another man that is not his wife's husband mm-hmm. and or a boyfriend. Don't open your mouth about my wife right. in an inappropriate manner. That's what we do every day. Mm. You know, we call it fighting words. Some people call it lines you don't cross. Right. It's the same thing. Why is it any different? And I think what I'm hearing
1: or what I've read or what I've seen is that it's different because, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree, um, it's different because she puts herself out there in a way that may or may not, some people may or may not find mm-hmm. appropriate. She's very much um, a public figure. She's close to like 100 million followers or something like that on um, Instagram. And, and this is not my take, um, but again, what's out there for Public fodder. She became a public figure in a way that's not necessarily... Gracious. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm being nice as much as I can. And so... She's a whore. I get what you're saying, and I am i don't disagree or necessarily agree, but it's kind of like, it's not like she came up one way and then said, let me step away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, someone made a point this week, actually, I can't remember who it was another, it was a black person, a woman, I can't remember which celebrity or quasi-celebrity, but they posted, it wasn't even anything provocative, and Instagram removed it. Oh, actually, it was a comedian, one of the Instagram comedians. And she was basically just kind of rapping something. It wasn't, like, particularly provocative. It mm-hmm. was very silly. And she was fully clothed. And this had over 3 million views. So it was an older video, but if someone reported it. They took it down. Well, what was the issue? I think someone was just hating. Just, hate it. just, 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 just hate hating. Just literally just hating. Wow. <laughs> and you know, I, how many times in the past six months even has Kim been completely topless Naked, yeah. on Naked. Instagram? And I am curious, you know, Instagram, uh, also in the news today, the two founders stepped away. So I don't know who's going to answer for this, but that's been a growing problem amongst black bloggers mm. or prominent um, people who are prominent on Instagram that have a, a, a large following. That they get shut down. Even Rihanna, remember, she got shut down years ago and for Rihanna being topless from a to. magazine shoot. Huh. Kim is just like in her bed like, hey. And you know, she, you know, we all have free will. She can do whatever she wants. But it is interesting how she's never held accountable. Instagram has never shut her down or removed the post or anything. But you have people just being silly or what have you or, or voicing certain political views and they get shut down.
2: I'm pretty sure that's business. Mm-hmm. There's no way that Kim K doesn't ha- have some kind of deal or some kind of thing with Instagram. There's just no way. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past her to think that um that maybe she has some kind of thing cut like cut with them where it's like, you know, I'll give you X amount of money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to post this. I'm going to do what I want uh-huh. and you're going to deal with it. I wouldn't be surprised at that. And yeah, Kim isn't the most, you know, queenly of, or saintly, or whatever else, you know. um, We are all aware of what she's done. Right. And she puts herself in that position to be criticized and ridiculed and whatever else. But all that aside, at the end of the day, she's still a married woman, and a husband has a right to defend his wife. So, you know, like, everyone that's making fun of it, but you know damn well if someone looks at your mama crazy in the Walmart line, you're going to fight them. It's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? I I
1: agree with what you're saying. I'm just thinking back, and I spoke about it before, so I'm not going to bring it up again. I'll be very vague (laughs) this time. Um, Kim has put herself in some of his battles in a very public way and came at people. Not even the people that Kanye addressed, Mm -hmm. other artists, people Mm -hmm. that he knows personally, people that he grew up with that she doesn't even have a history with. So I get what you're saying. But when you continue to put yourself in the line of fire, not just by whatever she posts as far as the nudity, but literally coming at other men on his behalf. She's done it a few times. It's kind of like, yeah, at that point, you know, people like McCannon and whoever else he addressed, you have a choice.
2: Mm-hmm. you
1: have a choice but I will say she does put herself when you get in the middle of someone else's fight you're kind of you're liable to get hit it. yeah
0: mm-hmm. and then I feel like all of this just goes back to like what's really important mm-hmm. <laughs> okay like just keeping it all real <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about egos here, or yeah. like what is really going on? Right. And why, you know, like when I see celebrities doing stuff like this, I'm just like, okay. But what's really important? Like, what are you really doing? Mm-hmm. How are you really making an impact?
1: Like, yeah. Was well, in Chicago? Chicago. Hunger. He's at the White Sox okay. game. He set up camp. So we knew this was coming, right?
2: You know, oh, okay. this is what this everybody wanted. He's coming back. He's back. There. He's, back and he's like, I'm,
1: I'm moving in. I'm never leaving. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now that may be defined loosely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're closing down shop in Calabasas, but <laughs> I am happy as, you know, the Chicago being my hometown, that he's making at least a presence there. I just hope that it's um, sustained and not necessarily sustained like he has to live there no. 365 days, but don't forget the kids there.
2: Right. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> it's just it's, it's all you wanna talk the about Yandy?
1: Yandy's coming this Saturday. I know you're he went excited, from Kimber. He went from Yeezy to Yandy. You gotta where's the excitement? Like you know, I'm just <laughs>
0: you Kanye's know, Kimber's
1: favorite, so
2: Fave forever. <laughs> you know, I owe him so much and he has given so much and he continues to give so much. <laughs> And, you know, I'm down. You know, we went from Kanye to Ye to Yeezy to Ye-zus, Jesus, And now yes. we're on Yandy. What? I'm with it. I'm with it. You know, I'll just stretch my third eye a little wider <laughs> and try to walk in the light that is Yandy. It's okay. I'm with it. I'm down. I'm hopeful because, like I told you, I've been
1: following him for a long time. I've been to three of his concerts after Ye. And some of the antics, I'm a little bit removed. (laughs) Um, But I'm hopeful because we talked about this on episode one. I wasn't feeling the Ye album. There's one song that I have in in my rotation, and there's a couple other songs that were okay. I loved the Kids See Ghost project with Kid Cudi. Mm -hmm. Um, I really was disappointed with Ye. So I'm cautiously hopeful um, for Yandi.
2: Man, love has to be real G. <laughs> and it has to be unconditional and unselfish and you cannot have one foot in on this it's either you're all My, in look i'm in all in to listen but like if
1: you if you burnt the mashed potatoes i'm not gonna eat them <laughs> i'm gonna eat off the top and be like you mm, try next time so i have i have the utmost respect And for his cooking abilities, I just need him to bring it this time. Like put some smoked turkey in the greens and some apple cider vinegar, chop up some onions. So what do you both sage on the dressing? (laughs) What do you like what do you
0: both because you both are more fans of Kanye than I am? (laughs) But um, what are you both hoping? Like, if you could see three things in this specific album. Oh. Come on, like, let's get into this. What are those three <laughs> things that you want Kanye kind of to deliver? That butter on the mashed potatoes, let it drip down.
1: What would that be? Pastor, not specifically Pastor Bennett, but, like, when he used him on... Um, my brain is not working. Not this past album, the one before that. The orange. Oh. The orange. The orange <laughs> album.
2: <laughs> the orange album. Father stretched my hand. Okay. Okay. Like Pablo. Thank you. Okay. I'm just had a total the life brain fart.
1: I'm of sorry. Pablo. The life of Pablo. Like it doesn't have to be Pastor Bennett, but the fact that he went so old school, Chicago gospel. You know, Chicago's soul. You mm-hmm. hear soul from our artists typically. So I want the soul back, and I want some booty shake music. And I want some honesty. But I don't want honesty about your sex life or your drugs. You can leave that. Right. Like, I'm over it. I've heard enough. I don't want bleaching assholes and I the models you screw. Like, I'm over that. Yeah. Can I'm, you dig deep and let me in
2: and leave that part out? I want to know what's going on. I mean, I the way I see it, all of Kanye's albums, and I've said this before, are just illustrations of where he is in his life mm-hmm. and at what point he's at in his life. So if he's at that point where he's having ridiculous sex with, you know, girls that bleach their assholes and all of that, I personally feel like a mama when I hear him talk about sex and when he, do, when he does, like, his little deep breathing or whatever else, because, <laughs> like, you know, like, I love you, but... I don't really want to like, I don't I don't see you in that light. Right, like right. I don't want to I don't want to know that aspect of your <laughs> life. So there I can agree with you. But um, you know. Unlike everybody else, I'm gonna say that I don't want that old thing back. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm down for whatever he wants to give us. I feel like these past few albums, there have been little touches of what he used to do, and little like, you know, little glimmers of mm-hmm. old yay. And maybe that means that there's going to be a resurgence of Old Ye or it's just, you know, a progression of just where he is in his production as well as his lyrics. Like, I'm just down. I'm just down. I'm ready to spend my my 10, 12 dollars, whatever. And I'm ready to listen. But we still need a booty shake. Um, I
0: wouldn't mind it. <laughs> but, you know. So I'm hearing, like, realness, vulnerability,
1: and booty shape. Yes. Yes! (laughs) Those are the three things. Yeah. (laughs) Package it up. We're going to see. We're going to see. He's collabing with not only Chance again on this, but um, we talked about him a little bit earlier. But (laughs) I'm very curious, just as a fan, I'm very curious to see, because I do have faith in him, Mm -hmm. I think he can pull out something really great with 6ix9ine, believe it or not. Even though I'm not a 6ix9ine fan, I want to see what that looks like.
2: He's going to slay. He always slays. It may not be the way you want it, (laughs) but it's always on time, and it's always right.
0: Okay. So there. That's it. Final words from Kimber.
2: Yeah. Done. Vulnerability. Realness and a little... Booty shake. A little bop. Okay. A little bop. Those are, those are three solid things, so yeah. that's
1: cool. I like that. I think that makes any good album. Yeah. yeah. You can send your payment to <laughs> patreon.com slash hysteria because for all the artists listening, we just gave you the formula. Thank you.
2: Yep. Thank you. Want our cut.
1: <laughs> well, we talked about lyrics, though. Last week, um, Kimber shared a very inspirational lyric from Common. Mm-hmm. So now it's my turn. Um, and this really reflects, and these two know this from the group chat, how I've been feeling the past two weeks. Because um, I wear a lot of hats, not just with this, just in general, um, including that of mom. So, you know, I think this, to me, shows how I've been feeling. But it also, when I looked, took a step back, I was like, this is also like, if you're creative, we all get to this point, mm-hmm. hopefully not too much. Um, but it's just like the struggle. Creatively. Yes. So this is my <laughs> lyric for this week. I feel like a chip on my shoulders. I feel like I'm losing my focus. I feel like I'm losing my patience. I feel like my thoughts in the basement. Feel like I feel like you're miseducated. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Feel like I don't want to be bothered. I feel like you might be the problem. I feel like it ain't no tomorrow. Fuck the world. The world is in, and I'm done pretending. And fuck you if you get offended. Okay. Okay. So I slipped that miseducation since we talked about Lauren Hill.
2: But <laughs> that's from Kendrick Lamar. Oh. Yes. Feel. And you that see, was, but I liked it so much better <laughs> in your voice than Kendrick's annoying-ass voice. <laughs> We're His not going to do it, Because, you know, I love Kendrick. But no, in all
1: seriousness, it was... Um, it really did, I feel like, capture like what you go through mm. in the struggle of trying to establish yourself mm-hmm. as an artist or as a creator. As Sometimes, a person. And especially when you, like you said, Junie, when you are focused on putting out good content and it may not be connecting or the audience may not be growing as quickly yes. as you want. Everything in that lyric, that's how I felt. And I know that's how he probably, Kendrick, felt when he he wrote that. He was like channeling that, especially like, you know, I'm doing good stuff, right? Like you're the problem. You're miseducated. I am you're not. The problem. The world is ending because I can't. I know my purpose and I'm doing it, but it's not happening yeah. fast enough. So then you really feel like the world is ending, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my. That's weird.
2: so deep. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really good one. Better from your mouth than Kendrick's, but
0: very good. Very good all the same. I mean, I think it ties back to the beginning, though, of this episode where we were talking about the mass education of Lauryn Hill and that album and the significance of that album. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of, there are a lot of creatives out there. There are a lot of awesome artists that are putting out work. But I feel like the world is not ready to receive it yet, you know? In the sense that um, maybe the mindset isn't there yet. Yeah. So you are creating this amazing content, but it's just like I said about Missy Elliott's videos. Even if you look at them now, you're still like, wow, that's
2: like kind of like futuristic. Yeah. That's like yeah. that's like way ahead of the time like that she was doing it. It's just timeless in general. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like not a lot of people today. I feel like like as much as I love Future, like I love him. I love him so much, <laughs> but Hmm. will mask off be the shit 20 years from now I can't Absolutely. promise that I think it will to who when we gonna be like woman 60 in- like mask off like, <laughs> oh, like <laughs> I am when I saw that woman
1: it was a black woman she did like the violin hmm. solo to it oh, I was, was like cool. this. that's how you know it's classic
2: I mean just because it can I'm be I'm gonna be $60 to I'm sorry. <laughs> like that's the thing like I just the longevity <laughs> of it taking my dentures out oh my god I just I don't see the longevity in a lot of today's music. And I feel like that's the thing as well. The stuff. Yeah. That the it's other very ladies in the moment. Had. Yeah. Like it's timeless mm-hmm. and it'll always inspire and someone mm-hmm. will always be like drawn to it. And that's quality, but, right? Yeah. That that yeah. goes back to creating solid
0: content mm-hmm. of extreme, thought-out exactly. heart heart-driven content. And now, with social media, what are we driven by? Nothing. Instant gratification. Exactly. Okay? You put something out, you want 10 million likes in like 10 minutes. Exactly. So, I mean, with with putting out things really quickly, like Kimber said, it's like there's not that
1: much longevity there. It's more for the moment. For anybody dealing with that or just anxiety in general, turn your notifications off for like 48 hours. Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. It's not even that all of us are necessarily looking for likes. What I found when I turn notifications off, I'll be doing something, writing something, having a conversation, about to call someone, about to pay that bill I need to pay or whatever, and then notification, right? And so as soon as I see the notification, thank you, you get distracted. And then, you know, two hours later, I'm like, wait, what was I supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. I didn't call her. I didn't do this. I didn't. Yeah. So that is not just that, you know, there's people definitely out there that's like checking every five minutes to see how many likes they have. But it's also the distraction mm-hmm. that I just found when I take some time away from it. Um, I just feel so much better. So that's my tip this week. Turn, you know, if you can't do 48 hours, do a day because <laughs> I know some of you are addicted, um, but it does help.
0: Yeah, because you get caught up in that Instagram vacuum, Mm -hmm. and then you just get lost. Like, I I was just gonna check something for a minute, and now two hours later, I'm still scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. scrolling. And it's like a love hate thing, you know, because you're scrolling
1: and you're like, "Why am I still here?" But you can't stop. It's a Sears catalog, you know. Yeah, it's what whatever our parents did thirty years ago with the Sears catalog. That's what Instagram is. Except now you can buy a person and Mm. clothes and products and hair stuff, and hair, and like, honestly, what can you not buy right now through Instagram?
2: And doesn't that sound terrifying (laughs) when you really spell it out? Like, one thing that I think we have to remember is that the universe reigns supreme. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what you think matters. The universe and nature reign supreme, because if an asteroid hits this planet right now, fuck your Instagram, bro, like you probably don't even have a life or a place to live at that point. Like, there are so many things that we have to consider with, like, all the earthquakes and hurricanes that are jumping off around the world. Mm. Like, we have to reevaluate what matters. Yeah. And we have to also, you know, realize that, yeah, we want instant gratification, but if something isn't meant for you in that moment, it's not going to happen.
1: Absolutely.
2: Mm. Don't force it. And I think, you know,
0: one thing that social media does is it's an amazing connector for us. But it's also, you know, somewhere where we go for escape. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. It creates a, you know, like movies create escape for us. But I think Instagram is like a handheld, not just Instagram, social media. I like Instagram. it's no shade. But it's like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> um, but it's like a handheld escape mechanism. Yep. That anytime you don't want to deal with your own reality. What can you do? You can go on Instagram, mm-hmm. you can be go be someone, else. you can go on social media like Twitter whatever. And be someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's kinda cool, but it's also like it takes away from just our own sense of self sometimes. We yeah. get lost. We get lost in 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 what other people say is valuable about us instead of what we value about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that to me is when it becomes kind of like, hmm, maybe I
2: need to like reassess my life. Yeah. And then you think, my focus. And then like the amount of time that goes into it, the amount of hours that goes into these virtual things. I remember I used to read so much. Mm. I used to read like almost every other week, I'd be on to another book. Now it's like I'm just like, I could have been reading. Mm-hmm. I could have been drawing. A million other things that people probably used to do. Go outside and actually meet people <laughs> instead of stalking people. Mm. Like, you know, it's just, it, it's altered so much whether we care to admit it or not. That's
1: such a good yeah. point. Um, like, it, like, your garden, like, nurture your offline mm-hmm. connections. I have started reading more we both read the same book uh, recently oh, so good. and I haven't been able to get back as much as I would like to but I have been you know forcing myself to take time away to read to go outside um, enjoying the fall weather yeah. um, and just I've been and what else I've been doing is just meeting up with people you know I used to be Personal that person. I was that horrible person that they'd be like, "We need to get together," and I would always find a reason not to. Oh god. I have been meeting with my girls and Yay. new friends and old friends, so and I'm really enjoying that. Like, I've some good women in my life, including these two. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is so
0: important to, to nurture your relationships. And we often forget about that because now we can connect with people mm-hmm. over our phone. And it's like, yeah, I texted her this mm-hmm. week. Right. So we good, you know. But that's not enough. You just reminded me.
1: <laughs> Facebook launched a dating app this week. Oh, That really? was really needed. Of all the things that we need. Wow. As if, as if Facebook transcripts haven't been used for the past 15 years in divorce proceedings. Now there's a dating app. Wow. And that just cemented that I will never go back on Facebook. Ever.
2: Hot <laughs> mess. And I feel like everyone keeps saying the 90s, the 90s, the 90s, the 90s. And it's because we had that opportunity to meet people in like natural, organic, mm-hmm. authentic mm-hmm. ways and make connections and develop ourselves through different experiences in life. Whereas now it's just, oh, I like her three-part closure sewing. I'm going to get one. Oh, I like how fat her ass is. I'm going to get butt shots. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. I mean, I just, I think what it is is now is
0: you have to be, you have to work a little harder. That's what it is. It's like going to the gym. You have to build that muscle Mm. now because Mm. that muscle is not something that comes naturally anymore, Yeah. right? So it's like you have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone a little bit and say, you know what, yes, I'm going to meet up with this person for coffee today or tea Mm -hmm. today, you know? Or yes, like something, I I feel like you, Kimber, like I actually, before, I never liked to read. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> really you? Full disclosure, like I never like to read I for my never guessed entire, like up until maybe twenties, twenties, I would say. Mm. And then when I started discovering this whole world of self, uh self-help and and um self-improvement, I was like <gasps> oh, wait, I, I can read these books. Right. I like this. But I still wasn't able because I was running around all the time to find time to read. So what I've done recently is I've started integrating it into my morning routine hmm. and making it an essential part. Just like when I wake up in the morning, i am got to brush my teeth. I wake up in the morning, I have to read for an hour or 30 like minutes. That. That's good. And I read actual books. And then when I'm on the subway, I do my best to listen to a podcast or an audible book. Mm-hmm. Because that's an awesome way, like, if if you can't, because I know now, nowadays it's, like, it's kind of hard to sit down and, like, read a book. Yeah. But if, if because we're always, like, traveling, if you can use, maximize, I'm really into this, guys, like, maximizing your time. If you can find an audio book, find a podcast where you're learning something new, and on your commute while you're walking to meet your friend or while you're on the train, while you're in your Uber or whatever, like, listen
1: to something. Yeah. And that's like thirty minutes. Where you were traveling, where you learned something new in thirty minutes. So I listened to I think it's called Talk Brothers podcast recently. Um, we follow each other's account on Instagram. Um, so shout out to them. Um, and I'm always trying to see like the new podcast that Pods in Color is promoting. Um, so shout out to them as well. Oh, I like yeah, I like that. Shout out oh, to um, shout out to producer Just Cuz because he gave us our theme music. Um, Also from Chicago. Any other thoughts
2: we want to share before we close out? Um, The same thought I always have. God damn it, people do better. (laughs) (laughs) Just get your shit together. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. exhausted. (laughs) But, you know, people don't look where they're going, where they walk. When they walk in the street, they just stop. They just make turns. It's like the consideration is lacking Mm -hmm. like there's so many things so many fundamental things that I'm sure all if not most of our parents have tried to instill in us that's just missing you know and another thing that I want to talk about um, just pertaining to women and women's safety because this really grated on my nerves like I wasn't even so much traumatized by it I was just annoyed that it even happened Um, like a couple weeks ago a man attempted to masturbate in front of me on the train. Mm. Oh my god. Life in New York is hard enough. The fact that I got to stand on my feet for like X amount of hours a day and then swipe a metro card that I don't even want to pay for because the MTA is like a corporation of fuckboys. Like I don't even want to pay for that. And then I, I got to go through that. I got to stand elbow to elbow with people I don't know. I might catch bed bugs. Right. And now I got to worry about you. Oh, God. And luckily, I was able to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there was a woman at the other end of the car that was not conscious. Like, I don't know if she was asleep mm-hmm. or what, but he went over there oh. to go to go deal with her. And that, to me, it's like, I just, I can't even grasp why anyone feels the need to do that like like we just have to do better we have to do better and i don't think that you would know someone that does that but if you do hold them accountable mm-hmm. mm. and if you see it happening and you have a taser in your bag do I what you got to do if i, had some because that's, or t- I, I wish i had something <laughs> on me. So what did you do? You just moved to a different car or? I stayed like still because mm-hmm. I was on my phone sending a work email and I was just on my phone and I noticed what he was doing because from the time he got on the train I was just yeah, like goodbye. my antennas yeah. were just yeah, up. Yeah, you like, felt it. Yeah, no. So like as soon as I saw what he was trying to do I just called my boyfriend and acted like I was answering a call, mm-hmm. and that kind of turned him off, and he got up and moved, and I just took that opportunity to dip. But mm. that shouldn't have even had to happen. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's the train.
0: And you know what? Like, honestly, you know, I grew up here my whole life, too, and it's like, ah, that is so common. Like, mm-hmm. I will tell you, in my life experience taking the train, because I've taken the train for so long, um, <laughs> I've seen that, like, at least over six or seven mm. times.
2: It's just, it's I like,
0: saw
1: it as a seventh grader walking to school with my friends. with was me, Vanessa. And, like, and somebody was, like, between mm. buildings. And it was an older guy, one mm-hmm. of the neighbors, and he was doing it so we could see him. be we like, ah, like, ran. Yeah. And I've seen it a couple times here. And not even just that. I've seen people <laughs> just getting... <laughs> I saw a guy just undressing himself because we were all like, "Why is that one car not have
2: anybody in?" And we we're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know, mm. yeah, it's like yeah, we it's... just we just have to do better. Yeah, look out for each other. Mm-hmm. And just get your shit together. When I think that goes back to mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay. yeah, why
0: like, we have? I mean, at the core, if someone is doing something like that, there's something going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's something that needs to heal because, uh, you know, like there's something really challenging going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have to figure out how we can heal our community because Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be something that's common. But all of us,
1: (laughs) you know, yeah, have experienced it. Yeah. And we have to step in. Like you said, hold people accountable. If you Mm -hmm. see another woman in trouble, like
2: try to help. Try to something. intervene something. I'm so tired of seeing those videos where someone's getting stabbed to death and it's like a train car full of people just yeah. with their phones up watching what's happening through the phone when it's happening right in front of them. Mm-mm-mm. Like, I don't know and when, Especially kids, also. Yeah. When you see something going on with a kid,
1: like, just, there's different ways you can intervene. To so help many them, cause ways. Because they definitely don't have a
2: voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, watch, watch Fix My Life. Yama Fix My Life. I love that show and I love that woman. And it, it gives you a lot of insight. Yeah, Follow Yanla. And it. and you and like that's what we need. We need insight, we need perspective. We need to pull our heads out of our own ass and get our lives together. Because mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm I'm literally exhausted.
0: I mean, I just yeah, I mean I agree with what you're saying, and I think we really have to work harder on ourselves. Mm-hmm. It starts with really tapping in to the painful parts of ourselves and figuring out why they are painful and uncomfortable. And I know that sounds really hard. And I know people are like, I'm not going to do that. You know, and for a long time, I saw that too. But it's not until you do that, that things start to change. You cannot talk about the fact that you want to change your life, but you're not willing to change yourself. Right.
1: It's not going to happen. Right. It takes work. You got to be the peace that you seek. That's mm-hmm. what I've been yes, focused on, you know, for years. The past three years now, and it's not something that happens overnight. No, um, like you said, with the muscle building, it's something you have to practice, and that's part of what's been able to help me with my anxiety. You know that I didn't, ha- I didn't have claustrophobia before I moved to New York, mm. um, but it's like the constant, like you said, elbows and things like that. Um, so yeah. Um, Thank you for joining us. Shout
2: out to Judly Dragon. Thanks for checking in. Busting it wide open. (laughs) Episode three.
1: I'm going to remind you again that we're on Patreon. (laughs) Patreon Patreon.com. Give us your $5. You can do $5 a month, $1 a month, $20 a month. Give us your lunch money. We're on YouTube. Um, Our last episode is on YouTube. Thank you for the thousands of people that tuned in. Yeah, shout out. Thank you. We're on iTunes. Obviously, if you're watching this, you know that we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on SoundCloud. And we thank you. Yeah. See you next time. We're going to have a lot of silly videos and photos after this. (laughs) Peace out.